Today on the show, we've got a first-time interview, uh, first time talking about the subject, and I'm super excited about it. As you guys have been following me on my social media platforms, you probably saw that uh, I had the opportunity to be a judge for the Miss Idaho and Miss Idaho's Outstanding Teen Pageant uh, about a month or two ago. And through that, uh, I learned a ton, and I wanted to bring on somebody who has experience in the pageant space to do exactly what I preach, which is delivering a panoramic view on sports. Now, you might be thinking pageants aren't necessarily a quote-unquote sport, uh, but you might not think that spike ball is a sport or cheerleading is a sport or anything of that nature. So I want to show you guys exactly what the pageant world's all about, educate you guys on this, and you'll realize quickly that it's not just a bunch of ditzy girls. It's not. There's so much more that goes into it and so many life lessons that you can learn and so much power and, and love that goes into these pageants. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you, as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Excited to be here for another interview, another episode here. Five and a half years running on the show, 97 countries, all 50 states. We appreciate all the listeners who have been here from the beginning. Now, in the introduction, you guys heard me talk about the fact that we are diving into a completely new world today. All right. So that's, I'm not lying about that. This is literally in five and a half years, the first time I've ever talked about this particular topic. And I am super excited to bring our guest on. I want to remind everybody, if you've been following me on social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, you saw that I had the opportunity to kind of like get into the pageant world, just a little <laughs> glimpse of it. And for me, it was it was a whole new world, but what that did is it taught me a ton, and that's what stemmed this entire thing of getting our guests here on the show. And I'd like to introduce Miss Utah's outstanding teen, Jocelyn Osman. Jocelyn, thanks so much for joining the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Shane. So grateful. I'm so stoked. Um, there's so many titles I could probably use to introduce you, so we'll probably get into those different things. The host of the show, like your teen talk and all the things that you do, the different the different things that you do right now, but... <laughs> We'll call yeah. you Miss Utah's Outstanding Teen to, to start this, and we'll kind of get into the, the whole conversation. So, Jocelyn, as to, here's the thing. I want to educate our listeners on the pageant world, and then we get to hear yeah. more about you and your, your journey and so forth, and we'll just have a good conversation. Yeah. The pageant world. It is so interesting to me, right? As a 33-year-old man who played sports my entire life, this is a sports podcast. I'm trying to provide a panoramic view on sports. That's my whole entire mantra. Right. I always used to look at pageants as like, here's the ditzy girls coming through. And this is just being hundred percent honest, right? I had that, that whole mindset of like, here it is. Right. And now I have a whole different opinion of the matter after just a couple of days of being at the Idaho one. So right. I want to, I want to ask you to my understanding, this was your first year. Was it your first year doing a pageant? Like talk to me about that. Like, was this your first year trying to get into this stuff? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this was my first year and I was seriously so Nervous. I don't think I've been performing my whole life. I've been dancing for thousands of people all across the country. And this is by far one of the scariest things I've ever done. Like Shane, really? I can't even tell you like walking on that stage and having to get grilled on any and all questions that you could possibly get was terrifying. My legs were shaking, but honestly, mad props to every girl that goes out there on that stage and gives their heart. It is insane. It's something I never thought I would do. I too believed those stereotypes that there's a bunch of ditzy girls that wear high heels and go on the stage yeah. and talk about world peace. But honestly, <laughs> it is quite the opposite. You would be shocked at some of the life skills that these women really do learn from this program. No doubt. Like that's, what's, that's, what's cool. And I kind of want to dive, you yeah. mentioned a couple of things that I want to touch base on anyway, you mentioned yeah. a, you know, interviews and so forth. This is what I said, Jocelyn, as soon as I left there, I told some of the kids that I, I coach basketball at the yeah. club level. So 17 year old dudes who play varsity ball that we travel around the, the region, right? Okay. They yeah. were making fun of me. They were like, Oh, oh. coach, coach, you went, and, you were a judge for a pageant. 
I said, dude, I guarantee none of you, none of you would ever be able to sit for eight to 10 minutes and answer questions in front of a panel. One, two, you would never be able to answer questions in front of people on a stage and then do a performance of some sort of passion that you have. Uh, There's a lot of aspects to it. So I want to ask you this as you've been dancing. That's kind of like you're you're into arts. The Osmond name, obviously, we'll ask you about that in a little bit. But The Osmond name, people know, like for the arts, there's there's a lot of performing in the Osmond, the family that, that uh, is well, pr- pretty much well known in the public eye, but right. you mentioned this was different. How did yes. you prepare? Because like, Oh yeah, it's a preparation, just like any sport you have to prepare. So I'm curious how you prepared yourself for your first pageant and what went into that? Yeah. Shane, honestly, when I look back at how I prepared for the pageant, I think I believe that I have been preparing my whole life. Yeah. And I, I, it, there are four comp- four parts of the competition that are physical fitness. There's private interview. There's evening gown and onstage question. And then there's also talent. So every one of these girls are coming up here with some of the things that they've been doing their whole lives. And you're going out there preparing what you have and hoping that it's good enough. And honestly, it's crazy how many- we had like 42 girls at my state pageant. And That's it's crazy, crazy some of the dedication that these women have. And honestly, I don't think it comes down to all of the months that I prepared of like interviews and trying to figure out what my opinions were. Honestly, I believe that I've just been preparing my whole entire life for this moment. That That's so cool to me because you don't even probably realize it that you were preparing for it just throughout no. the journey and all the different experiences you've had. Yeah, that's That's wild. Now, just like in sports, yeah. I guess like what I noticed when, when I saw some of the girls come through and then I've obviously been able to, I talked to Wes Nelson, who I think he was either a judge, but he was present during the, the Miss Utah's outstanding team. You know, he was there. So I talked to him about some of the stuff just to kind of get a a glimpse of what the atmosphere was like. And it sounds like the Utah pageant, obviously a lot larger than Idaho's a little bit more pressure there. Right. And so I always tell my athletes, you know, athletes have to, they practice for one, but then it's one thing to be a practice all American. I call them practice all Americans. It's one thing to, and then it's another thing to actually perform when the pressure is on. There's a whole different thing. Like your body reacts, like a chemical response goes off. Like you can get paralyzed by fear. All of a sudden you forget everything you've ever practiced, like all these things. So talk to me about that. Like how did your preparation actually come to fruition when you had to, to actually perform, whether it was answering questions, whether it was doing your stuff on stage, what, what was it like there? Cause it sounds like it was a lot more electric at the Utah pageant than it might've been at the Idaho one. Oh my gosh, Shane. I think when you are doing anything that matters to you, I think it's always scary, right? Whether you are out there throwing a pitch at a baseball game or you're public speaking at an event, it is always nerve wracking. Your heart pounds. My hands were shaking. I was scared. But honestly, I just came out there. My main goal was just to go out there and be myself and have fun. Like I would go, I'd be like, let's go. Like, hello, everybody. Like, I was just having a blast. And I think one of the best relievers of stress is just cheering other people on. And so I honestly, I was terrified. And the, like you're saying, the electricity backstage was definitely a lot. There's definitely a lot of estrogen with all of the <laughs> ladies. <laughs> lots of crying, lots of heels broken, lots of girls getting sewn into dresses. But honestly, it's honestly a life lesson preparer of like yeah. how to take an interview, how to do, how to be peaceful in a stressful situation. It really, it shocked me actually, how, how much I learned from that pageant. I, I can imagine. See, I, yeah. I was looking at these girls and I'm like, I think everybody, this is what I told them. I, I, I wish everybody went through a, pro, not necessarily a pageant, but just going through the exact same process of answering questions, doing a exactly. fitness thing on like a fitness test, performing yeah. on stage, answering, like doing all these different things. <laughs> showing your talents on stage. It's one thing to have a talent. It's one thing to actually display that in front of a group of people, large group of people for that matter. Right. All those things can build character, right? Yes. I, uh, I was so blown away because even the, the, the girls who didn't win when I was the judge in, in Idaho, I was still just amazed at like, I could just imagine the growth, right? Like, obviously you might be sad if you didn't win, but like the growth that you experience in a short couple of days, just to like do the, that thing is just amazing to me. Right. I want to know, this is the other thing. There's a sisterhood to it. Like I noticed that too. It's not, there's everybody's, everyone loves each other. Like it's, it's actually pretty cool, Yeah. but I want to know, like, talk to us about the sisterhood aspect of it. I want to know from your perspective, did you, do you feel like you've met lifelong friends that you didn't know before? Like how did this bond you guys together? 
Absolutely. It's like when you hear all these crazy stories, it's like I just saw Top Gun. Have you seen Top Gun? I haven't yet, but everybody's watching. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Anyways, (laughs) the whole plot of Top Gun is all of them going through this like traumatic, like hard experience with this mission that they're on with their with their fighter pilots. And at the end of it, all of them have gotten closer together. And I feel like that was the whole experience of the Miss or Miss Utah's Outstanding Teen Pageant was that all of us kind of went through this traumatic, but like exhilarating and inspiring experience. And all of us left out of it with mad respect for each other because I, I was terrified. I know the girl next to me was terrified. All of us were talking about it. And truly the sisterhood is real. The sisterhood, I love it. Because you really do get close in a short amount of time. Yeah, oh, go ahead, even, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, so you're saying. There's also like formers. I'm sure you saw this at your yeah. pageant when you were judging too when the girl gets crowned all of the formers come and they all hug the girl and get to know the girl i had a former's breakfast after i got crowned the night after and or not the night after the day after and honestly it's just good to feel the love of all the people around you shane here's a question for you what was the one thing that really shocked you about the pageant world this is gonna sound i don't want to make it sound cruel but i want to be brutally honest yeah, I was shocked at how mature and intelligent every girl, whether it were the teens or the ones going for Miss Idaho, right? So like the right. ones that are over 18. Yeah. Because like I said before, Jocelyn, I don't mean to be rude. I want to be honest about this because I think a lot of people might think the same as me. No, I was good. expecting them like, you know, I'm like, not. To, I, there's plenty of people out there that are like this, but I'm like, I don't know if these these people can chew gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> when I left there, I was just blown away. Within the first day, because we were a panel of judges yes. asking questions and just going for like eight to ten minutes at a time for each participant, and yeah. I'm like sitting there and I'm thinking to myself after the very first person came in, which was the the it was the reigning Miss Idaho's outstanding teen who was yeah. giving up her crown. I think. Um, is it Maddie Andreessen? I, I think yes, that's her name. Madison Andreessen, yeah. Okay, so you know. Um, and uh-huh. she came in there to do a little test run with us so that we could get used to answer, asking questions. And just that one example, before everyone started coming in, that just immediately shifted my perspective. It was the very first 10 minutes of doing this thing. I'm like, oh right. my gosh, dude. They, Even if they don't know the answer to something, the way they respond to it has to be respectful. It has to be believable. It has to be credible. Like, yeah. and, they, and, and I'm like, I wouldn't want to answer some of these questions. That's annoying. <laughs> I'd want to fire back at people. So my right. perspective changed completely because it was, it was so shocking to me, Jocelyn, how intelligent and, and, and like just how professional every yes. girl, not just the, the, it's the teens included. And yep. I was just like, dude, there's some preparation there. These, these girls are not quote oh unquote ditzy. They're no. actually Mm-mm. some highly intelligent young women. And it's actually really, really cool. That's what shocked right. me the most. Totally. I love that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I, you, I think when you think about it, Shane, imagine putting yourself on that stage, having a panel of usually it's about seven judges and then having all of your loved ones in the audience watching you performing what you've been preparing for, for months. I feel like that's, that's the synergy and the electricity that you're talking about. That is so terrifying and exciting. And at the end of the day, only one girl walks away a winner, but whether or not the girls get the crown there, I hope that they find something better because I know that there is something better in store for them. And I think that's the mindset that's really crazy. That really shocked me going into the pageant world is that all of these girls really have the weight of the world and all of the pressure on them for something that they are hoping to achieve, like their dreams. Right. And so it's crazy. It really is a crazy, crazy world. But for any of those who are even considering doing a pageant, I say go for it because you do learn life lessons no matter what you do. Oh, I love that. You you just all like you you're you're already ahead of me there because that's awesome. <laughs> I'm 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 hoping that through this, whether it's a parent that's uh, that's that's listening or it's yeah. literally a female that happens to come across this and is like, man, I wanted to hear Jocelyn talk. So like, let's see. I hope you have this this motivation to to go and do it. The yeah. other piece of this, the reason I want to say this is is also this. I I. I didn't even know this is how naive I was. Right. I, and this is yeah. why they brought me on to be a judge. Cause I was completely new to the space. I didn't have any family members, nobody. I didn't know anything. I'm a, That's I'm a good. jock. I love that jock. All right. Yeah. But I, I love this. I didn't even know you guys had a social impact initiative or social initiative, whatever it is. Oh SII, right. That's the SII. Like that. Okay. <laughs> Talk to us about what that is, because I want others that are probably in my position right now being like, what the heck does that even mean? Because it's not right. just answering questions, not just doing all the things that we were mm-hmm. talking about. You actually have, a purpose that you're trying to promote 
for yep. a, a bigger reason. So can you talk to us about what mm -hmm. that even is? Yeah. So like you said, it's not just going in there and looking pretty and talking about world peace and being ditzy in these tall heels. You actually, a lot of these girls take their purposes or their social impact initiative and go out and give the judges their plan of what they're going to do as Miss whatever, whatever state title, title holders, outstanding teen or title holder Americas plan to do if they win the state pageant. And they would go around the state and promote that. And so my social impact initiative is called I Hear You. And my grandpa Osmond is actually the oldest Osmond brother, and he is hearing impaired, so he did not perform with them. And my purpose was talking about inclusivity, no matter what you look like, what your disabilities are, every one of us deserve to feel heard. And so a lot of these girls at the state pageant, like as you know, uh, I think the recent Miss Idaho heard was about math because she's a math teacher. Yeah. So a lot of these girls bring, I've heard like sexual abuse while I was there. A lot of these girls can bring anything that is personal to them, something that they're passionate about and go out there and spread it across their state and hopefully across the country as well. See, that is the coolest thing. I'm glad you explained it. I, that was another thing that blew me away. You guys all, it's almost like going back and doing like a senior project or when I was in college, finishing up my, you know, my portfolio class, I had to finish that to get my bachelor's. It was like, you have to come up with this like idea and then you got to present it. You guys are doing that. So what I want people to understand is like even win or lose, like even the ones who did not win Miss Utah's Outstanding Teen, there's only yeah. one that can, right? So you got it. But like the other people. <laughs> Dude, oh they're gosh. all great, but they, they all have these SIIs that they can go out and, and, and still continue to make an impact in their local communities, right? Like they're still able to do those things. And that was what I thought was awesome. Reading through all the, 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 the ladies SIIs, I was just going through all of them. Yeah. Like you said, uh, Miss Idaho's is all about math and the way that she explained it. Um, I, I thought that was cool. Um, really, really yeah. cool. I resonated with that a lot. So I was like, man, this is unique. And every one of them <laughs> seemed to be unique. Yours being, I hear you. You mentioned it yeah. was because your grandfather, hearing impaired, could, yeah. couldn't perform with them. Can you tell me, uh, and the listeners, I guess, for what you're doing, that I hear you, what kind of things do you do to promote that? Like, what are you, are you going out to the community? Are you going in speaking places? Like, what do you do? Yes. So I actually am doing both of those. But along with that, I actually host my own KSL radio teen talk show. And on yes. there, I have community celebrities, leaders, and heroes of all ages. And we bring on those are the amazing stories to come share and inspire others and make sure that teenagers all across Utah and across America are feeling heard and feeling seen and understood. I feel like so many teenagers are struggling with that. You ask anyone what the hardest time in their life is, and they will always, without a doubt, say middle school and high school. And to me, that's an issue. I feel yeah. like a lot of teenagers are trying to find out who they are. And my job is to make sure that all of us are feeling included just like my grandpa Austin would want to fill. I dig that. And uh, talking about your show on KSL, that was what was also intriguing. Uh, Wes Nelson, good friend of mine, did tell me that he's like, dude, <laughs> you got to talk to her. She, she, knows, she knows her stuff. She's on the radio. She knows how to do this. So that's kind of my my space, my arena. I love, I love media. I, I run three different media businesses, this being one of yeah. them. I enjoy this kind of stuff because I get to meet people. What would you say is like your favorite part of hosting a show and doing that kind of thing? Because I'm curious oh to goodness. bounce some ideas off you. Oh my goodness. Well, on my show, we do talk about a lot of serious topics going along in the world, but really at the end of the day, we just love to laugh and keep it lighthearted. I feel like everyone just needs to feel happy. We all just need happiness in our lives. And honestly, I think that's my favorite part is hearing all like the funny, embarrassing stories of like these big CEO business owners and these amazing community leaders and teenagers of all ages. And honestly, it's just good to a good reminder that we're all human at the end of the day. I dig that. So, so, so real, real quick, what's your favorite part about your podcast business? Cause that's where we kind of connect. We kind of get along. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, it's a great, I've been asked that. That's why I kind of was asking you the thing. I, yeah. <laughs> there's so many, so many things I love about podcasting. And one of them is the relationship aspect. People are like, well, do you make money off of it? Do you do this and that? All the, those are the nitty gritty details. My favorite thing about this last five and a half years, I've met some amazing people and I've had some amazing opportunities. It's because of this podcast platform that I built that I even had an opportunity to be into like a judge at a Miss Idaho pageant. And now I'm talking to you because you happen to be there and somebody right. told me to talk to your mom. And then I got all that. that's the relationship <laughs> aspect, right? I get to connect right. with people and it provides all these opportunities. And I'm hearing stories from people 
that are bigger than just their title, right? I talk to professional athletes all the time. I talk to coaches all the time. And I'm like, I'm talking to you and you get to know people. And to me, that's rad because that goes beyond the show. Like I'll talk to somebody for 30, 45 minutes and it's like, cool. But then friendships and authentic relationships are built from that, that last forever. And I, I honestly, it sounds cliche, but I love that piece of it. It's one of my biggest things is just building relationships with people because at the end of the day, that's what, that's what the world needs is connection. I think that's, that's, exactly. that's a big piece. That's exactly. Uh, and at the end of the day, we all have more in common than we realize. And 100%. I'm sure found that. Yeah. 100%. You might have different <laughs> political views. Doesn't mean you don't that's, have a lot of similarities too. That's exactly. That's exactly. I, I love it. What, who's, who's like, uh, a, I shouldn't say who's your favorite guest. There's probably tons, but do you have like a, a really good interview that you've done, like oh a good conversation that you've had that maybe the listeners can go back and listen to, uh, from, from your show? Yeah, we recently had Miss America on. So Ooh. that was really cool. She's hilarious, actually. <laughs> She's really fun. But honestly, out of all of the ones that have impacted me the most, I would have to say Greg Hudnall. So for those of you who don't know about Greg Hudnall, he is actually the founder of the Hope Squad organization, which is suicide, um, anxiety, depression, and mental health uh, prevention. And so he has one of the biggest programs in the whole United States. And one of the most important things that he told me was to listen. And honestly, and he cried during the interview and talked about his experience as a principal teacher, a principal and a teacher. And he had um, one of his students commit suicide. And oh, wow. he, yeah, and he went to his car and he just bawled. And he was sitting there telling me about the story and how important it is for us to just realize that every one of us have a story. And every one of us have something to contribute. And all of us just need a lot more kindness. Like you were talking about like political views and everything. At the end of the day, every one of us are just trying to survive and trying our best. And I think it's about time that we have a lot more mercy and compassion for each other. Because all of us are just human. All of us are just doing our best. And we all have our own dreams and goals and aspirations. And I think that's definitely like we said, one of our favorite parts of our shows is that just having that connection with other people. I dig all of this. This is super cool <laughs> to me. I, uh, Sorry to get a little deep there, but honestly, it no, really is really one of my favorites. I love that. Well, I'm going to find that episode. Can you tell people, so like if they don't live in Salt Lake, right, and they don't have access to like KSL radio or something, is there a way to listen to your interviews? I'm, I found it. I just want you to explain it to people, like how we yes. can find your show. <laughs> yes. So I am actually on kslpodcast.com. If you go to kslpodcast.com, look up the Teen Talk Show with Jocelyn Osmond. You will find me there. And then if not, you can also listen to my KSL radio show on Sundays at 11 a.m. Um, and yeah, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's, that's pretty much where you can find us. We also have a Instagram called at the Teen Talk Show if you want to come find me there as well. Shane, do you want to do a promotion here? Where can Yo. we find your Instagram and your titles? <laughs> yeah, you guys can all find me at the Game Time Guru everywhere you're at. But uh, yeah, just come check, check me out. out. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to make sure we promote you. This is oh. this is rad. I'm pulling your stuff up right here, kslpodcast.com. There's quite a few cool. shows on there. Let's get it. Um, I'm gonna link that stuff here because that's the coolest thing. I think here's the thing though. I I got into podcasting five and a half years ago. That's before it became mainstream, so to speak. Right. But I love podcasts. I think podcasts are amazing. It's a great way for you to consume content and hear from people that are unique. It's not always just the big wigs talking. It's some of the 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 people that you can re relate to and so forth. And I think it's so cool that you're utilizing that as a platform. That's absolutely fantastic, especially at a young age. You right. mentioned aspirations, Jocelyn. You mentioned everybody has goals and aspirations and so forth. Yeah. Here's what I want to know. What are yours? I mean, you've obviously, this is a big focus right now. You're, you're Miss Utah's outstanding team. You're getting ready yeah. for the Miss America stuff, which we'll talk, talk about here in a second. But outside of that, let's say 10 years down the road, have you thought about mm -hmm. kind of what you'd like to do when you grow up? I have. Well, first off, I want to be a mom. Honestly, I have the greatest mom in the world and she has always taught me to dream big. So she is definitely one of my greatest uh, role models and someone I aspire to be by. Uh, be uh, be like, sorry. And then one of my greatest aspirations is actually to continue on the radio and become a broadcast journalist. With KSL, I already have my foot in the door and I really would just love to go and highlight positive things going on in the world. I think it's about time that we focus on some great things going on. Oh, I dig that. Okay, cool. So I, 
I got a little bit of uh, respect for that because that's that's my that's my sphere. That's kind of what I always wanted to do in a different sense. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster, you know, and that's what yeah. I have done uh, through different avenues and whatnot. And I, I have a huge respect for those who go into that field. So I think that's super cool. Now, here's a question. I've written it down here. Yeah. The Osmond name. I brought it up earlier, right? Yeah. And I had to ask this question because people might think, you know, oh, Jocelyn Osmond. Oh, of course she won. She's an Osmond. Why does she even need to do this? It's an Osmond. Like, the Osmond name is really, it's, it's a respect name, right? Like, totally. but some people might think like, you got the name. Talk to us about the pressures that the name might bring or doesn't bring, I guess. Have you ever yeah. felt pressure from being in the Osmond family, knowing that that's just a, it's a really well-known family in the public eye and what you're doing to try to like, I guess, create your own identity, so to speak. That's exactly. Honestly, Shane, I think it's a positive and a negative sometimes. Before people even meet me, they either like me or they don't. And honestly, I am really proud of the Osmond legacy. They have helped millions of people. And at the end of the day, I am Jocelyn Osmond and I'm here to create my own legacy. And we are just like every other family. We have our ups and downs, but I'm an Osmond, but I'm also a Henderson too. And I think that's something that a lot of people forget about. Um, not every one of us Osmonds are the same. Every one of us have different goals and aspirations like we're talking about. And I think it's important to recognize that I'm Jocelyn and I'm here doing my own thing. There's so many singers and I'm out here at my pageants playing the piano. I'm going to Miss America's Outstanding Teen in less than a month and I'll be playing the piano. And I just have more to offer than what people sometimes peg on me. But honestly, yeah. I love my family. I'm so proud of them and I would never change my name for the world. I dig that, dude. That's so cool. Good for you. You should have some pride in the in the family name, but also be working to create your own legacy, your own identity. And I think you're doing right. exactly that. I, that's that's awesome. Right. Uh, Miss America. You just mentioned Miss America's outstanding team, right? Yes. You're getting ready for you're getting ready for that thing. Oh my so gosh. Yes. in the sphere of pageants, you have your state pageants. I'm trying yes. to explain to people who might not understand. You got like the yeah. you got your like little regionals, so to speak, for yeah. your cities or towns or what communities. And then you've got the statewide one, which is you won Miss Utah's Outstanding Teen. Yes. And then those go to compete for the Miss America's Outstanding Teen, right? Like that's how yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make sure. That I'm is saying right. It. That is exactly right. Good job, Shane. <laughs> nationals. You're going to nationals. Let's go. So I'm trying Woo! to use sports words, right? Yes. Um, how are you preparing? Like somebody might say, well, how do you don't need to prepare? Like I asked you about that for the Miss Utah's Outstanding Teen, how you even prepare. How does one prepare? Because I remember the judges were telling me, man, these girls have got to get ready for nationals. Oh like, gosh. I'm like, how do they even, how do you get oh ready gosh. for nationals? Just get ready. Just answer the questions. Right. So I guess that would be a question. How do you prepare for the, the big stage for Miss America's mm -hmm. Outstanding Team? Yeah. Same way I prepared for state. I have been hitting the gym. I'm getting swole. Um, I am also making sure that I'm mentally and emotionally prepared as well. Making sure that I am well um, acknowledged on what's going on in the world around me. Um, very in tune with where I am at mentally. Maybe some days I need a break or some days I need to be motivated and to visualize what I'm going to be doing out there on that stage. It really just comes down to what's in your heart. And if you don't feel prepared here and here, it's not going to show up on the stage. So it really has been more internal than it has been external. That is a, that's a perfect segue because yeah. I have noticed that like I've kind of kept an eye on some of the winners now that I kind of understand what's going on. Yeah. A lot of them, at least, I mean, they have to be on quite right. a bit. And what I mean by that is like, you're in the public eye now. It's like an athlete, right? If you're an athlete and a, and, and a high profile athlete at that, yeah. you have a reputation now. You have a brand now, so to speak. And you have to be on. When you're out in the public eye, you have, you've got to be on. If you're just riding a bus, you got to be on. Right. And you got to be, you can't, it, you just got to be very aware of where you're at. Um, and I was wondering... Mm -hmm. For you, have you noticed that in the last, you know, two months or so, having to be on constantly smiling and being happy when maybe you might not be feeling that way inside and how that, how do you cope with that? I should say. Right. Honestly, just honestly, for me, it's just counting my blessings. Really? <laughs> it's gratitude, Shane. It really is on those days. I think every one of us have them on those days where we really don't feel like doing anything. We really don't feel like doing what we have to, right? Maybe some days I don't feel like preparing my piano or maybe some days I don't feel like going to the gym, but that's when I need to change my mindset and flip my paradigm and go, okay, well, I am lucky that I have enough health to go to the gym. 
I'm lucky that I, I have spent so many hours and so much dedication that I get to play the piano. And it really is a privilege even just being where I am right now. And I, I think it's important for every one of us, teenagers and adults, to look around and count your blessings. I think that's something a lot of us forget. Oh, yeah. We all forget it, especially when the heat's on, you know, when the heat of the world hits you. That's Everyone exactly. forgets that. Right. So you mentioned you had danced a lot during your life, right? Yes. You mentioned piano as well. <laughs> what's uh, what's something you took away from dancing that you've been able, like just whether it's a skill set or a mindset or whatever it may be that you yeah. have translated into the pageant world now that you're inside the pageant sphere, I guess. What's one <laughs> thing from dancing that you can take and, and, and translate directly over there? Yeah, I think the the aspect of performing on a stage my whole life. Every pageant is done on a stage in front of thousands of people. Um, this upcoming pageant that I'm going to, it's actually in a ballroom which oh, wow. is yeah, the stage that they set up, which is everything I've ever known ever since I was little. And so being able to go out there and do what I love and that's most natural for me, I think it's going to be really good. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, but I think it's presence too. And that's where it comes into the factor of, I feel like my whole life, I've been preparing for this, whether or not I knew about it. Isn't that, yeah. doesn't that make sense, right? Yeah. It's kind of just... Shane, what's a moment in your life where you kind of felt that way too, that everything in your life was preparing you for a certain moment? Man, that's a, uh, that's a good question. I, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a couple probably different things that I could say, but, yeah. um, even like I should, if I'm going to relate it to the sports world, since that's kind of what I'm doing here, I mean, I would say coaching, right. Yeah. Uh, I had an opportunity to start coaching last year for the first time as, at this level and, being in tough situations where people don't realize that coaches actually have to think on their feet quite quickly. Like it's, it's stuff like the heat of the game is on. Maybe your team's stressing out the other teams chirping at you. And what I noticed was like, I call it the storm Jocelyn. I always make this analogy is like, there's a game last year. We're in Salt Lake city playing against one of the teams. Yeah. Um, and they were smoking us first five minutes of the game. We go down by 20 points. It was out of nowhere. Just bam. I call a timeout. I got kids yelling at each other. I got the parents yelling at me, trying to tell me to who to sub out, who not to sub out. I got the referees that I'm trying to yell at. I got the other team that I'm mad at because the coach said something. And I was all this stuff was happening. And I had to like compartmentalize everything and just be able to be like, okay, bang, bang, bang. I have 60 seconds to get a message to my team and get them refocused so that we can go out here and make this not so bad. Right. Um, and I remember at that time, and there's been other times that it, it's happened in sports and coaching, but it was at that moment that I'm like, I've been here before in other situations, whether it was through playing basketball, whether it was through my job, whether it was through interviewing someone that was a high profile figure on my show that I was scared to interview and I didn't know what to do, but I wanted to act like I knew what I was doing. So even though I hadn't actually been there coaching before, that was my first experience with the storm. Yeah. I realized like I had been there, but just in different ways. And so that's when I was like, okay, I've been preparing for this my whole life, just in different ways. And even since then, I've had other storms through coaching, but because of that experience in Salt Lake City, I'm like, okay, I know what it feels like now. I know what it, I know what it's like to be here. I know what it's like. So how do I control my emotions? How do I do this? So like all those little life experiences helped me for that particular moment. That's right. a good question. I a good question. Shane, I seriously <laughs> love that. Seriously. I yeah. think I think it's important because I feel like a lot of people really do look at their coaches. They look up to them, especially in moments where they don't believe in themselves. I know when I, I'm a cheerleader and when I'm doing tumbling. I, in the times that I don't believe in myself, I have to believe in my coach. And so I'm sure that your, um, your team really does look up to you. And I believe that. I appreciate that. That's what we're trying to do. I don't want to be a coach where they don't look up to me because I want to make sure they <laughs> instill the trust. Sometimes my biggest thing, I always tell people, act like you've been there before, even if you haven't, um, and eventually you'll figure it out. Um, I love that. So, so here's a question as a former boxer, right? There's team sports and there's individual sports. You were talking about cheerleading, but then there, here's the pageant side of things, right? As yeah. a boxer, I trained with a coach. I trained with my guys. Like I fought with my dudes all the time, but when it came time for the match, yeah, yeah you get to talk to your coach in the corner, but you have two minutes at the amateur level and it's just you and the guy you're just fighting. And so every all your, all the stuff goes like it's your coach, whatever he's saying doesn't really matter because you're fighting. You're the one getting punched. You're the one giving out punches. And so individual sports are a little different, right? You, you right. kind of have to execute and, and do things on the fly. And sometimes it doesn't go so hot with you. You're preparing, you have people around you that have been there before, but when it comes time to execute on the, on the stage, is there any tips or tricks you might give to people like whether they're aspiring 
uh, girls who want to go into pageants or whatnot, like when you get up there and the, the heat is on and you're starting to feel nervous, is there some, when you're, you said your hands were shaking, oh was there gosh, anything yes. you would do or, or I guess should say any advice you would provide to like, how do you, how do you perform? How do you execute finally when you're on that stage mm -hmm. and the coaches are no longer there? It's just you. I think at that point, you just have to trust yourself. You have put in the preparation. You have done everything you possibly could. Like you said, you've talked to all the people that you possibly could. And this is the moment. This is the moment where everything, if it's meant to be, it will fall into place. I believe in divine choreography. And if it's, if it's meant to be, it will be. And that's when you just have to trust your heart and be yourself. I'm sure like dancing backstage helps too, especially when your hands are shaking. But just going out there and knowing that you have something to offer that not everyone, nothing that, that you have something to offer that has never been brought to the table before. And that's something that I tell a lot of the girls that I coach is just go out there, be yourself. Oh, I, that's, I love it. it sounds, I feel like it's the cheesy things, Shane, like you're saying, but it really does make the impact. No. And I, and I actually think that's something I learned from all the girls that were at this pageant too, uh, being yourself is so vital. And I saw that there were a lot, and even if they didn't win, they were being themselves in the way that they conducted themselves. They stood their ground with this, that, and the third. Some right. of them were stronger with their interviews and they, and, and some were stronger with the fitness side of things. Some were stronger with their performances and so forth, but they were themselves. And I think that that's such a, that's such a great point because that's something that you can learn through pageants. I really do think that that's such an important aspect of life. Uh, right. Not everybody is that way, especially with social media. Not everybody is themselves. They're scared to be, you say something wrong, you get canceled, right? Like there's a lot of reasons people are scared to be themselves. You right. go for a job interview. You're, you're just trying to impress the boss so you can get a paycheck. Like there's, there's things that people do, um, in today's society that are not themselves. And, um, I think that's cool. You just said that by the way. So that's, that's, that's all. And some, I took away from the girls too, that were in the pageants. I want to know what's the biggest life lesson so far. I mean, you, you've done one pageant, you won it. That's freaking dope. <laughs> crazy it, it, oh what's God. the biggest life lesson you've taken away from it so far don't be afraid to dream it's about time that we just start taking the steps towards our aspirations i feel like so many people hide behind fear that they don't ever accomplish the things that they really wanted every one of us have those dreams of like okay i want to be a firefighter like my grandpa henderson who would run into the fires and do something and he actually passed away from cancer. But let's say I wanted that. Go out there, go do it. Take the steps necessary and talk to the people necessary to get into that profession. I'm sure everyone has connection to somebody, whether it's a friend, a cousin, anything. Go out there, dream big, because at the, what if it does work out? What if it does work out? I was going into that pageant terrified. It's my first time ever. I had the pressure of my whole, my whole family in the audience and everyone that I knew. And honestly, if I didn't act on what I truly wanted and let fear take over, I don't think I would have won. I dig that. When they announced your name, Jocelyn, walk us through the emotions that you had when you were receiving that crown. Shane, it was, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was seriously one of the most special moments of my entire life. Like I couldn't hear the music behind me. It was just dead silent. All I felt was love. I think that's the best way to describe it. It was just love of the people in the audience, love for the people around me, the girls that I spent the entire weekend with. It really, it, I think it was love and just relief and just peace. It was everything I could have asked for. And I really, I, I wasn't expecting my name to be called. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking that I did good. I won all the prelims, but I really, <laughs> I am definitely my harshest critics. And so when my name was called, I, I definitely was in shock, but I was so grateful and so peaceful. That is so cool. I, I can say this, this is not very macho man of me. Uh, my <laughs> wife laughed at me when I told her about this, but like, <laughs> when they announced the winners at Idaho, right? Like I, just watching it over the course of the last, that was two full days and just watching the, the girls and the stress that they had gone through. And then like the people, the ones who won it, I legitimately like choked up because I was so happy for them. I mean, I was about to bounce out back to Boise that night. I had to leave. Aww. It was a four and a half hour drive. And so I'm just like, you would have thought I would be like, Oh, we got to get out of here so I can get home to my wife and kids. Right. 
But yeah. I legitimately, as I'm standing up there on stage to go shake their hands, yeah, I was out of place because like I'm not the pageant lady. I'm the <laughs> the sports dude who's here brand new, whatever. Oh but God. I was legitimately like choking up because what you were saying right there, the girls were so happy. There was a love that was there. I love that you said those words because that's what it felt like. I'm like, no one would understand it unless they actually were there. I, I'm mm -hmm. like, nobody would get this. No one would yeah. get it unless they've been here and they see what these girls have gone through. The the ups, the downs, their stresses, dude. It's a stressful situation. Oh. You're and you have to kind of. It's like two full days of stress. Yes, you're hanging out with your your friends and hang, having a good time, but there's a couple of days of stressful situations, and and then for that to happen right there, it's just like this euphoric feeling of like, you know what? Good for them. Like I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'll ever talk to these girls ever again. Maybe I will, but right, good for them. That's freaking awesome. Like oh. I was so happy for them. So I think that's cool that you said that. Shane, Jocelyn, I love hearing that, was, that about you. <laughs> uh, dude, I know. I turned into awesome. I turned into a softie. Everybody at my job, my full time job, they asked me that that following Monday. They just started crushing me in our manager meeting, and they're just like, oh. they're like, what happened? Tell us about it. Now you're the the pageant. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, welcome to the pageant guru podcast. <laughs> exactly. We're about to start a new business venture. Let's get it. Let's do the it. Let's go. Host. Let's get it. Let's go, I Shane. It. So so Jocelyn, as 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 we're wrapping this up, I, I we've already learned a little bit about the pageant side of things. We've learned about your life a little bit. Um, I want to know a little bit more about your you, you've talked about dancing and so forth, but talk yeah. to us about your mentors. Maybe you you've mentioned your mom, how much you love your mother. Is there a mentor or something that maybe it's her? Yeah. What's the biggest thing they have taught you? So who's your, your biggest mentor and, and I guess biggest influence and what have they taught you to help you in your upbringing? Yeah, I would say my biggest mentor, hmm, I feel like I have plenty. I have a lot. Um, my mom is definitely number one, but my biggest mentor would be my grandpa Henderson, the one that I previously yeah. mentioned being my, being a firefighter. Um, he truly was there for me and I still feel him there for me, even after he passed. Um, he, he taught me to just, to be me, to realize that every one of us truly do have, we're born with joy and every one of us were joined, we're born with dreams and happiness and things that we had to accomplish here while we're here on earth. And honestly, I've always looked at people with love and just like I said, gratitude. Yeah. Those are, those are my main, that was my main goal going into this year was looking at other people with love and gratitude because every one of us, I believe are put into our lives for a reason. They're there to give us a lesson, whether it's a little tiny micro or if it's something big and macro sized that we need to learn, whether it's good or bad. I truly am appreciative of everything that everyone has taught me. And my grandpa Henderson has taught me to just love other people and be grateful for everyone that comes into my life. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love talking about grandparents, you know, especially ones who have, you know, obviously have passed. I, I, they leave a legacy. They leave a lot of lessons. That's why I think it's important yeah. to do that for your own family, you know, as, as you create a legacy, because maybe one day people will be talking about you, right? Maybe your grandkids will be talking about you and saying something similar. You know, I think it's super cool. Shout out grandpa Henderson, right? I know. Let's get it. Let's go. He's around um, every day. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's watching, watching you from, from up above. You know what I mean? So, um, Shane, I want to hear from you real quick. Oh yeah. Who is your biggest mentor? Uh, there's uh, like you, I have quite a few, mm -hmm. um, my mom being one of them. She's my best friend. She's my biggest fan. She still comes. I'm 33 years old. She still comes to all my basketball <laughs> games, all the old man rec leagues. She comes to all my sporting yeah. events. Uh, she's always been there. She's, she's the one who got me through school. Cause I hated college. I hate, I hate school period, but she got me through it. Cause she was, always, she listened to me complain every single day. Oh, and she, she was great. And then for those who, who are listening, who might not know my full story, I, I went through a divorce back in 2013 and it was tough uh, being a member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. It's tough sometimes going through that situation just because um, it's just because of the culture and so forth. And I was yeah. having a hard time with that. And my mom was such a good influence for me there and just a good support system. And so it was, uh, it was a big life lesson. My mom's loved everybody. She always loves everybody. She's always helping everybody. And it's teaching me how to do the same. When somebody goes through a tragedy, how do you, how do you uplift them? How do you be there for them uh, mm -hmm. physically? And like, just not even physically, if you're not there, if you're not able to be there, how do you be there for them? How do you uplift them? My mom's probably my biggest mentor in that regard. She's, yeah, she's my biggest fan, dude. She's my cheerleader. And everybody who competes against us in city leagues, even the old men, they're, they'll ask me if my mom's not at a game. They'll say, where's your mom? 
because they always hear her talking <laughs> on the sideline and stuff. So Aww. shout out to my mom. <laughs> shout out to yeah. Shane's mom. Shane, we actually have more in common than you think. I wasn't even planning on telling you this today, but my parents are actually going through the middle of a divorce right now, which is, oh, it's been hard. But honestly, I am really grateful for the experience because like you said, my relationship with my mom has never been greater. And I think that's why she's one of the, I think that's why moms really are one of the first people that come up to our minds when we think of who our greatest mentor is because oh, yeah. she, she's my greatest, big, she's my biggest yeah. cheerleader and she is truly amazing. So shout out to your mom, shout out to their moms, whoever's listening, yeah. go give your mom a hug. They truly are amazing. They are shout out to the moms out there that take care of their kids. It's, that's friggin' dope. It's I love it. So, cool. so, uh, as we're wrapping up the interview, um, you, you know, you've talked about life lessons, what you've done growing up and so forth. I want to ask you about the, the academic side of things, because at pageants, I wasn't even aware of this. You guys are, you're doing these things for scholarship money too. Like you're yeah. not just winning it to have a crown and look pretty on stage and, oh, no. you know, flaunt yourselves oh, no. out to everybody. You're, you got scholarship money and so forth for, for educational purposes. So talk to us about what your plans are. Cause you mentioned you want to go to broadcast journalism. You want to be a mom, obviously, yep. but, uh, for the academic side of things, you obviously want a scholarship. Are you allowed to talk about, you know, the, the scholarship funds that kind of went towards <laughs> what you're trying to do? Yeah. Yep. So I was actually awarded of $5,800 in cash scholarship. And then for uh, academic scholarship, I got $10,000. Oh, wow. So that will be going towards my, I'm I'm going into 10th grade. So I still have time. Yeah. You gotta watch. So that will you be going watch. towards my college scholarship and then going into broadcast journalism when I get older. That is so dope. 10th grade is crazy. <laughs> I know. So you got a few years, you got a few years to figure that out, but do you have no. an idea of what college you'd like to go to and utilize that, that for? I do. I would love to go to BYU. Okay. Um, I know that Provo, they have Idaho, Hawaii, where, like, where are we Provo, going? Provo, honestly, maybe okay. Idaho. Maybe I'll come visit you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Idaho. I I really liked Idaho. It was my first time going when I went and met you, and oh, okay. I might be back. We'll see. <laughs> Shane, Dope. where did you go to for college? I went to uh, Boise State. So I, I'm a Boise State guy. It's funny yeah. you mentioned BYU because like my whole life I've grown up like hating BYU, right? But when yeah. I was, I served a church mission in, in Brazil. And when I was oh. in Brazil, I, all the Brazilians would be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to come to, uh, they're doing like a, they're coming to BYU Idaho or BYU Provo and they're going to have a, a hosting family. So they were doing it as an exchange student. They're yeah. getting scholarships and, and sponsorships to come over there. And yeah. I straight up would tell them all, I'm like, anyone that I talked to that was like, yeah, we're going to go to BYU. We're going to come over to Utah or we're going to Rexburg. I'm like, dude, I will literally pay you cash to stay with me and go to Boise state over BYU. Like I used to be such a what? hater, but oh. I, I actually don't care nearly as much anymore oh about that. But that's, that's, <laughs> oh yeah. I, well, I know. Hey, like that's a great education. Jay, I have actually changed my tune friends. and my tone. Okay. BYU's good. Okay. okay. <laughs> good on you. Seriously. Good on you. It's okay. Yeah. Have Dude. you ever had one of their cougar tails though? That's no. What is it? What's a, what's a cougar tail? Oh, okay. This might convert you over to the BYU side. They have these giant, like, foot-long cougar tails. It's like uh, a giant maple donut, basically. That's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. <laughs> you don't oh, speak for them. You have to try one, and then you have to tell me what you think about BYU. A cougar tail. I'm a going to tail. notate that. You know, I've, I've got a couple of friends over there. I just yeah, a, a friend of mine I just had on the podcast. She's the new head basketball coach for the women's team over there. So what? well, I'll probably have to come over there and check out a game or two um, okay. to, to see Amber Whiting uh, as she coaches over there. And and what? I'll check out a cougar tail. I'll, I'll write that down. Okay. I bet write the people down. who listen to this are probably going to hit me up and be like, you've never had a cougar tail. <laughs> listen, BYU is not a, like. Because of Zach Wilson, former quarterback over there, he's yeah. taking a lot of heat right now in the media oh, because no. of some things that he just did. So we'll see. BYU doesn't have the best reputation, but I, I'll tell you this, Justin, they have an amazing education for a very affordable cost, right. um, and they they are top-notch. I've changed my tone over the last decade since I, I returned home from my mission. So I, just, <laughs> okay. I was just answering your question about where I went to school. I went okay. to Boise State. Okay, we can be friends. It's good. Yeah. Try that Cougar Tail. Okay, Cougar Tail for the win. <laughs> for All the right. Win. Oh my I dig gosh. it. Last question. You've already answered like the biggest life lesson that, that, uh, the pageant has taught you. I love that. I just want to, through your, your experience so far, you're going into 10th grade. Okay. Relatively young speaking. <laughs> oh, young. Based. It depends on your, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. got a long way to go there. You might want to wait. 
here's here's my my question to end the in the show is like outside of pageants and dancing do you have a hobby or a, just a passion whether that's reading or anything of that nature that that you enjoy doing that that allows you to disconnect from the pageant oh world God. the dancing world the piano world the performing world i should say yeah. uh, what's your hobby that you enjoy doing oh my goodness my hobby I was going to say, I'm like, I recently was in a Hale Center theater. Like it's a community theater here in Utah. I did musical theater for the first time. It was Beauty and the Beast. I was a silly girl, one of Gaston's girlfriends. And Gaston pretty much told me, taught me everything I don't want in a husband. But if you're saying away from the arts, I would say I love to support my local business. I am obsessed with crumble cookies. I don't know if you've heard of them. Oh yeah. Crumble, crumble came its way over to I'm Idaho. Like, Yes, yes. I am like the cookie monster. I love cookies. Like they are so good. <laughs> they are seriously, that's probably one of my favorite things. I don't know if that's a hobby, you guys, but honestly. You're indulging in the cookies and supporting local Let's business. That, I love the way, see, this is just so everyone knows. That right there is the perfect way to end it because that's good. a pageant answer. Okay, good. that is a pageant answer. I'm going to tell people that's a pageant answer and people are going to be like, what are you talking about? When I said, what is a hobby? You said supporting local business. Okay? I know. You didn't say, I love eating cookies. You said, I like to support local businesses. That's how you, that's how you move it and, and, and shift the resume mm -hmm. and make sure your, your stuff sounds a lot deeper than it, than it might be. It's like, no, I'm just going to make it sound really, really cool. I'm supporting local businesses by mm -hmm. eating amazing cookies. I love that answer. That is what pageants can teach you guys. They can just teach you a lot authentic. of life skills. Be strategic, be authentic. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> Jocelyn, you rock. Is there any other places they can find you? We've talked about KSL podcast. We've talked about the Instagram channel. Where can they find you to follow your story as you go on to compete for Miss America and move on forward throughout the rest of your journey? Yes. Now is the most exciting time to go follow you guys. We're going to Miss America's Outstanding Teen. You can find my accounts over at uh, M-A-O-T-E-N-U-T or at Jocelyn underscore Osmond. And then lastly, at the Teen Talk Show. Is this all on Instagram? Just to confirm. All on Instagram. I am an Instagrammer. Baller. Yeah. Okay. Love. We will put the links here in the description so everybody can follow. I would encourage everybody who's listening to do so. They probably already have as they're listening to this. They're probably like, click. So <laughs> go follow uh, go follow Jocelyn. I'll be uh, checking out your podcast as well more and more so I can hear all the guests that you have on there. Once again, I just want to say thank you for, for like joining us and sharing your story. I just, I truly thank appreciate you. it, Jocelyn. Thank you so much. Everyone, yes, of course. Everyone. Keep watching the Game Time Guru podcast. Shane is amazing. He has amazing content. Go check it out. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. For all the listeners out there, listen to what Jocelyn just said. Make sure you Aww. tune in, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Bye. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.